Paul Stevens liked the fourth grade. He liked Sunny Hills Elementary, too. He liked playing in the woods better, of course, but if he had to go to school, it was nice that Sunny Hills sat so close to the forest. On the wet, rainy days, the wind washing down from the woods above brought the smell of pine trees and the sound of swishing branches to the school. On the lazy, sunny days, the dry breeze that drifted up past the low buildings that were stacked like stairs in the hill filled the school with the dry, dusty smell of the grassy soccer field down by the road. Sunny Hills was a great place. It could have been a perfect place. It wasn't. It needed an Avenger. Hey, give that back! The cry came from the building at the top of the hill. Paul looked up from the empty concrete rain barrel at the corner downspout of the fourth grade building, two buildings down. It was recess, but he was busy cleaning erasers for his teacher by banging them together inside. Six sixth graders scrambled around on the patio up there. Tracy Graham and his gang were giving John Rakes a hard time. I said give it back, John cried, jumping for something that Graham held high overhead. The taller sixth grader in the black leather jacket and blue jeans easily danced away, holding something small and red, high in the crisp December sunshine. John jumped again. Tracy danced the other way. John might have been bigger than Paul, but he was no bigger than any other sixth grader. The dark-haired gang leader, on the other hand, nearly came up to Mr. Soho's shoulder. Give it back! What, this? You want this spiffy Santa Claus wallet? Yes, give me back my wallet. Can you prove it's yours? If not, get lost, Pee-wee. I always wanted me a spiffy Santa Claus wallet. Finders keepers. The others laughed, two boys and two girls. None would find anything but coal in their Christmas stocking in two weeks. Finders keepers, Rakes yelled, making another jump. You didn't find it. You took it from my pocket. That's what you say. We might claim otherwise. But let's have a look. You might just get lucky. Maybe we won't. Still holding the wallet overhead, Graham opened it up and made a point of looking inside. Oh, yeah. You're in luck. That's what it says, all right. Property of little Johnny Rakes who lost his mommy and cried all the way home. But what have we here? He asked, pulling money from the wallet. Twenty bucks? Wow, that's a whole present right there. Give it back! I don't see your name on it, Graham sneered, flipping the bill over and looking on that side, too. He dropped the wallet and shoved the money in his own pocket. Nope, not yours. Take Santa and scram before you get hurt, Pee-wee. And don't even think of touching my pocket with your grimy little finger, or I'll break it right off. The others laughed again when Graham kicked the wallet down the footpath between the buildings as John bent to pick it up. I'm telling, they both cried at the same time, John's cry with rage coloring his voice, but Graham's with a high mocking whine. 
The gang leader laughed even harder. Good luck with that. Let me know how it turns out. Now beat it. Paul's cheeks heated as John Rakes ran toward the principal's office. The same thing happened to him two months earlier, but without the wallet. Graham had simply ripped the money from his hand. The principal hadn't believed him, not with four others backing Graham's story. Paul spent the afternoon in the office for lying to the principal, and the next eight weeks cleaning erasers during recess while Graham walked away with a smug little sneer and Paul's money in his pocket. And now John's money in his pocket, too.